Good evening. Thank you for coming. Continuing in our discussion, the Hilchot Berkat we've been talking about drinking the cup of wine. When we say Berkat over a cup of wine, and we had introduced the halacha that Imam Mivari Chinom Rotzeli Tom Yitom Echad Miyamistubin Kishiur, that if the person who led the Berkat over the cup of wine doesn't want to drink the wine, so he could give it to someone else. And we want, want to figure out well, what does that mean? Does that mean that he makes the bracha of Bore Priyagaf and then he hands it off to someone else and that person drinks? Or does he say all the brachot of Birkat and then he hands over the cup and that person says the bracha of Bore Priyagaf and he drinks? So this seems to be a machloket between Rabbi Akiva Eger and the Chacham Svi. Rabbi Akiva Eger says, how could the guy, how, how can you leading the benching say the bracha of Bore Priyagaf and not taste anything? This would be a, a classic example of a birkat hananin. And if the person himself is not going to be eating, so then he can't make the bracha on your behalf. You have to make it for yourself. So he says, the guy should do all the benching a la kos, hand it off. The, guy says, the next guy says, bori priyagafen, and then he drinks. The chacham svi says, no. He says, all the brachot of birkat hananin, and he says, bori priyagafen, and someone else could drink. Oh, but hold on one second. It's just birkat hananin. We said, there's no need to say birkat hananin over a cup of wine. So he introduces us to this idea that, yes, it's true. It's not needed, but it's mitzvah min hamukhar. And once it's mitzvah min hamukhar, it adds, it enhances the mitzvah because birkat hamazon is great, but it's even better over a cup of wine. So then we could treat it more like a mitzvah and it elevates this bori piragafen into sort of a pseudo birkat uh, hamitzvah as opposed to birkat ananin. And that I can make on behalf of someone else. So the guy leading the benching, even though he's not going to drink anything, he says the bracha and then someone else could go ahead and he could drink. That's what we saw. And we said that seems like uh, that would be the opinion of the Shachan Ruch because he doesn't make any such distinction. He says, okay, it, you know, you're leading the benching, you want someone else to drink, go ahead and drink. Now you, you could say that that means that the other person makes the bracha, but you would imagine he would have called that out. The one last thing that we have to discuss, so the assumption here is that if something is birkat mitzvah, a bracha on a mitzvah, so you could say that on behalf of someone else, right? If it's birkat ananin, it's like the bracha on the apple, so that you can't say for someone else unless you're also gonna have the apple. That was the assumption. And then we introduced so it's sort of in between category of, well, it's not a mitzvah, but it's, it, it enhances the mitzvah, so it, it, it's more like mitzvah than it is just like the apple, okay? Comes along, the Be'er Al-Khan, he says, So he says, well, we have halacha later on. Let's say, it's Rosh Hashanah, we know there's mitzvah to, of tekiat shofar. So let's say you have a situation where some women, they can't get to the shul on time, right? They've got uh, other things they got to take care of. So we have... Later on in the afternoon, let's say, or right after davening, we're going to have a second set of tekiot. We're going to do another set of blowing the shofar. So says the Rama, if the Baal tekiah, who's going to blow the shofar on their behalf, has already fulfilled his obligation, so he should not say the bracha on their behalf. They should say the bracha, and then he should do the tekiah. So what, what's that, right? What, what it, it, how do we understand that? We, we seem to be working with the assumption that if it's a bracha on a mitzvah, so you can say the, the bracha on behalf of someone else. And even if it's just a mitzvah in a mubchar, it's just enhancing a different mitzvah, even though it itself is not a mitzvah, you would also be able to say the bracha on behalf of someone else. So why here can't the guy say the bracha of Altkiat Shofar on behalf of the women? It's a good question. So he says, no, because here maybe it's a little bit different. He says, da-da-da-da-da, here, there's more of a reason to say it's like a mitzvah. Everyone agrees that it enhances the mitzvah if you do it if you say it over a cup of wine. Which would not necessarily be the case when it comes to tekiat shofar. Because where do we see that women are obligated in tekiat shofar? 
we sort of have taken it upon ourselves already. Uh, we're all married and, uh, you know, sons of and brothers of these Nashim Tzitkaniyo, really righteous women who want to fulfill the mitzvah of Tzikiyat Shofar. But they're not obligated. Why not? It's a positive time. They're exempt. They don't have to hear Tzikiyat Shofar. So good, they want to hear it. Fantastic and wonderful. But is that a mitzvah? Is that a mitzvah min a mukhar? I don't know. They're opting into something which they're not required to do, which is lovely, but it doesn't necessarily allow me to say the bracha on their behalf. So what would we do? We would tell them, okay, this is great. You make the bracha. You make the bracha, and then we'll blow the shofar on your behalf. So he says, it's going to be a little bit different. Our case of saying the bracha on Borei Piragafen is more connected to mitzvah than the women opting into Tzikiyat Shofar. So what we find is, like, we have as if four categories, right? You have, if it's a bracha on a mitzvah, so I could say it on your behalf, even though I've already fulfilled my obligation, or I'm not going to fulfill my obligation now, I could do that for you. That seems to work. And if it's birkat ananyin, it's a bracha on just enjoying uh, an apple or a cup of milk or whatever, so then I can't say it on your behalf if I'm not also also going to partake of it. Now we said, if something is mitzvah min it's enhancing mitzvah, even though it itself is not a mitzvah, like our cup of wine when it comes to your zone, that's more like mitzvah, and therefore I can say the bracha on your behalf. But uh, the example of the woman who's opting into a mitzvah that she's not required to uh, partake of, so that is more like the birkat hananin, which is fascinating, and therefore I wouldn't be able to say the bracha on their behalf. So it is interesting because uh, I've never, I've never, I don't think, that I remember. I've never gone to that second set of tikiot. Um, typically, we will encourage the women to say the bracha, but sometimes, every once in a while, I know this sounds scandalous, but there are men present, right? Because they also can make it to the earlier minion, right? Let's say they were out, they were saving lives, they were doing whatever it is, so they go to the second set. So hypothetically, at that point, the baltzikiyot could say the bracha, right? So I don't know what they do in that situation, but whatever it is, what we find is when you look at mitzvot, when you look at brachot on mitzvot, even though it seems like they should all be the same, what we find is that there's a lot of nuance. We want things to be black and white, but they aren't. So, uh, yeah. That's, I don't know. That's it. That's the message. Mitzvot are all different. Pay close attention. Use the discerning eye. Good job. Rabbi Chanan Nagash Shemar Tzkadosh Baruch Hu Zakot Yisrael Fika Achirvalam Tzor Mitzvot Shnei Mar